are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNB Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Today on the show, we have Doug Jones, Associate Vice President for Santa Fe College and a good friend of mine. Doug, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for having Thanks me. Thanks so much for waking up early. I know you said you got a little cold going on, and but you're like, I'm gonna go in there and do this 7.45 a.m. I appreciate you being here, man. My pleasure. So I cannot wait to dive into your history a little bit and talk about how you became this Associate Vice President for Santa Fe College. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, before we do that, though, Ty, my man Ty is still gone. He is overseas <laughs> golfing his little heart out. And I'm like, I'm pumped for him. And I've been like, if you guys haven't followed Ty's Instagram stories, you need to go follow Ty's Instagram story. He's at Ty Recurian. Um, like, go follow him because he's like showing, uh, it's just awesome. Like, I'm seeing shots from Dubai and from Dubai. Jordan. Like, I mean, he's all over the place, oh, man. God. Yeah, so it's, and it's been fun because while he's been away, we've uh, we've done several things, right? We've had guest co-hosts that were nonprofits on the show. And then in the last couple episodes, I've started having students on the show, which is really, really exciting as well. So I want to introduce my guest co-host, Noah Wilburn. What okay. Is what is up, man? What How are you? Up? I'm good. I'm feeling great. <laughs> yeah? Feeling good. Well, excellent. I'm so glad that you're here. And so Noah, you go to Santa Fe College, right? That's correct. You are a sophomore, you said? Sophomore. And what are you majoring in? Journalism. Journalism, all right. So you're doing all of that. You also have a podcast that you're involved with. Yeah, it's called uh, Talk Your Walk. Okay. And you know, so we just, we bring people along who have a passion about something, whether it's, you know, their business or um, politics and whatnot. And okay. so we have, we have them come on and talk about what they want to talk about and give them a platform to speak on. So you talk about politics and stuff on your show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know. pretty much everything that I try to avoid. avoid. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to talk politics, go over to Noah's show. Right. No, um, well, cool, man. Well, I'm excited that you're here. And I know that you are also on the core team with LeaderCast. That's right. correct. Yep. This is something that I've become super passionate about. With Le- I mean, LeaderCast. For for those people that don't know what LeaderCast is, actually, I'm going to let you kind of explain what LeaderCast yeah, is no so problem. everybody knows. So, whole purpose of LeaderCast is to you know make leaders worth following. So that that's the mission. Uh, it's based out of Atlanta, and they have a every once a year they have a broadcast. Well, LeaderCast is like it's a year round event, but they have once a year they have a big event in Atlanta, and it's like broadcasted from like to 600 different host sites around the world. And so actually Gainesville is one of the top 5% of, of host sites, which is really good. Uh, we've been doing it for nine years. Jill Nash runs it. and She's a rock star. Oh, she's- I love you, she's Jill. She's amazing, come on now. Jill Nash, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so she does it with her, with her company, Advantage Media Promotions. And she actually just partnered with Team Dynamo, my dad, uh, Craig, Craig Wilburn. I know so. you said stuff about living in your dad's shadow a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> your, da- just, your dad's a great guy. I'm just trying to be like him when I grow up. Yeah. You know, so. Well, he's done a good job with you so far, right? Oh, so, yeah, I appreciate so there's it. a lot of pressure for you not to mess that <laughs> up. Am I right? I mean, not really. You know, he, he put a good head on my shoulders, I think. <laughs> he, he did a good job. Yeah. But, uh, All right, yeah, well, so. well, good. I'm glad that you give him an A+. Plus. <laughs> so when is, when is LeaderCast? It is May 10th uh, at the Queen of Peace Gymnasium. Um, starts at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. around then. Yeah, and every time that I've been there, like this thing is full. 
Oh, I mean, yeah. Cool. They, at least 300 to 500 people come every year. So if you want tickets, get tickets now. Then you just go, where do you go to get that and stuff? You go you go to the, well, you can contact me. So okay. Noah at modernizedmobile.com. Uh, you can you can talk to Jill. Uh, Jill at advantagemediapromotions.com. Uh, there, sh- there should be tickets on the LeaderCast website. I think if you type in leadercastgainesville.com, you can you can go there as well. Um, lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> other pla- any other places you can get it? I know you can connect with them on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, and yeah, too, Facebook. And but just, I mean, go Google search LeaderCast Gainesville yeah, and you're and gonna you'll, find, you'll find multiple everything. places everything where you can get tickets. Yeah. Um, worst worst case, you know, contact me and I'll, I'll get you connected. There you go. Um, but what, what I can say about LeaderCast is, so I don't know, if you've ever traveled to like a conference and gone anywhere, to like see speakers, mm-hmm. I mean, this stuff's expensive. I mean, really expensive. Like, I mean, one, you gotta pay for travel. Right. So you gotta, you know, if you're going to Atlanta, like the last one I went to was actually in Nashville. So I had to pay for Nat, go to Nashville, I had to pay for the hotel. You know, I was there for three or four days and it was a great event, but like, I mean, it was super expensive. And then mm-hmm. I had to pay to go to the event itself, which was like, oh, eight, really? like 800 bucks or oh, something wow. like, yeah. I mean, it's, these conferences are expensive. And the advantage of something like this is one, you get to be in your network. Like there's gonna be a ton of, ton of Gainesville businesses, businesses oh, there. Um, opportunity to network, but also get exposed to some great talks and, um, you know, just, I mean, how many speakers are there? Several. I, yeah, I, I mean, actually there are have several. A, there is a whole list um, for this year. I mean, they've had they've had a lot of a lot of different uh, speakers and whatnot. This year they have Gail King, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, Andy Stanley. He's on there every year. Um, Juliet Funt, Marcus Samuelson. Ginger Hardage, well, Craig was Spurger. there like eight or so? Like yeah, it's lot, about right? yeah. This is there's nine, three, six, nine. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. awesome. So, so it's a great opportunity to invest in yourself. I think as entrepreneurs and businessmen and women, that's something that we don't do enough of. I think like we're so giving of our time to other people that you know I think it's just natural tendency sometimes to not to not like carve out time for ourselves. And this is a perfect opportunity to do it. Um, you know, go go in there, network with others and just invest in yourself. Learn, learn something. Yeah, especially if it's in your hometown too. I mean, yeah. it's right there. Become, become a leader worth following, baby. Right. Right. Well, man, I'm super excited that you're here. Thanks for uh, coming on as my guest co-host. Of course, man. We're gonna ask Doug no, some incredible questions. I know, I'm, I'm really excited Let's to get into it. this. So, hey, so Doug, have you ever done like LeaderCast or anything like that before? Have, have I, you heard of this thing? I have heard of it, okay. and yeah, it's been here, as, as Noah said, for a number of years, and, and a lot of folks in the community here have benefited from it, so it's a great event. Yeah, you said in, like nine years, right? Nine years. Dang, it's yeah. crazy. Jill, keep doing a great job, proud of you. All right, well, Doug, so, I mean, you've seen a couple of our episodes at least, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'm gonna ask somebody that, and you'll be like, no, I haven't seen one before. <laughs> it's gonna happen at some point. <laughs> um, so our format, you know, we like to basically, I just like to dive into people's stories, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so crazy. I, it's funny, I was commenting last week how much I uh, know of, you know, a lot of people. I'm friends with a lot of the business community, which is fantastic, and then I bring them in here and I start interviewing them and asking them about their history and my jaw drops. <laughs> Cause I'm like, man, I really did not know anything. <laughs> um, and it's it's super fun to get into people's stories. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Like what brought, you know, what, are you from Gainesville? Did you, you know, okay. what brought you to Gainesville? Just, yeah. just your story, man. Yeah, grew up uh, in Winter Park, uh, 
north of Orlando and went away to school in Texas for my first couple years undergrad. Transferred here to the University of Florida for what I thought would be two years to finish my bachelor's degree, but instead I, I did that and then got a master's and then went on to law school. Uh, meanwhile, went to work at the University of Florida and then transitioned over to Santa Fe College. So what was going to be a two-year educational experience so far has turned into a 40-year life experience. You know, Gainesville is just one of those places that uh, once you get here and start getting involved in everything that's happening here, it's just a great place to, to be and a great place to stay. So, so I ended up here. Land cool. of opportunity, that's what, they, that's what they say. Yeah. At least, you know, people I know. So why don't you explain <laughs> a little bit about like what you, what you do for, <laughs> for Santa Fe and just some of the exciting things that are going on over there. Okay, well, I've actually done a number of different things through my higher education experience and each of them has kind of been its own unique new adventure and, you know, which has always been important to me. I'm one of those people who, who would rather build something new or, or do something different than to maintain or sustain something, even if it's, even if it's something that's good. So uh, one day at Santa Fe College, I was, I was working as the director for student life, which is a student affairs type position, you know, student government, athletics, student activities, those types of things. But I've been doing that for five or six years. And, uh, and Dr. Sasser's administrative assistant popped into a meeting that I was in and said, uh, you know, the president would like to chat with you. And uh, I nodded my head, I said, okay. And, and then she was still there. And I said, you mean like right now? And she said, <laughs> she said yeah. You know, so I, you know, I joked with the people around the table and I said, uh-oh, you know, pink slip time, you know. And uh, um, so I went in and we visited and he shared with me this idea that he and the, the person that was the provost at the college at that point in time had had about creating this Center for Innovation and Economic Development. You know, his, his vision was to tie the college more tightly with the business community, to do, to do more things that, that made good sense in terms of what we do at the college connecting very directly to Gainesville's business community. And um, I said, wow, that sounds great. You know, I said, now, you know, my background isn't specifically economic development. And he said, you're a bright guy and you make things happen. You know, you'll be good. And uh, so here we are a few years later and, and a really good move for me. You know, I love what I, what I love about it is I get to hear people's ideas and dreams for what they want to do for a business each day. And even better than that, I get to connect them to people that can help them make that happen. So that's kind of at the core of what we're doing there. We've, you know, we have our community education and continuing education programs, which are, are great programs as well. But often people want to talk about that business incubator where people who are starting businesses can come in often with just a idea on a piece of paper and we can help them flesh that out into something that that we can figure out pretty quickly is this viable or is it not viable and is that really open to anybody anybody okay. anybody yeah you know people sometimes will presume that it's only for santa fe students or right. santa fe staff i think there and, is that presumption and it's absolutely not the case you know and we we serve uf students as well and many many people in the community who you know, maybe they went to Santa Fe 20 years ago, but but plenty that, that don't have any direct connection to the college. So how many businesses have been through there? Um, it kind of depends on how you count them. Okay. Uh, Bill Dorman and I have met with, in the last nine years, close to 2,000 different people who have come in to talk about their idea. 
Now, sometimes the idea is something that's, you know, by, after we talk with them, we figure out it's not something that's workable in this community. But from that group, we've had 200 different, about 200 different companies that have incubated with us. And what that means is they've <clears throat> officially become a part of the program and spent anywhere from a couple months to, to several years working within the, within the program. They, the, the beauty of the program is people can come in very easily. You know, there's not an elaborate process to get accepted into the program. They stay however long works for them and then they, they graduate. So nobody's on the hook for a year. You know, they, if they're in there two months and they say, wow, gotten what I need, we say, super, you know, let us know if there's anything else we can do. So it's very fluid, you know, in terms of people coming and going. And sometimes the personality of the incubator has been more services type of companies. And sometimes it'll transition to, well, we've got a few more technology companies, but it, it just kind of follows the, the whims of this community in terms of, uh, of what, what their business interests are. Who's a, like a success story that's come out of there that's just, that people would know that it's just kind of like, oh wow, like wow. they started there. Yeah, gosh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard for me to choose one. Because there's know? several, There's huh? several, yeah. That's awesome. Um, people know Kristen Hadid in Student Made. Okay. Um, uh, Corks and Colors, uh, Rebecca. Rebecca Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Cade Museum folks spent their first eight months with us okay. as they were getting getting started on that on that process. Um, Altavian engineers builds and flies um, uh, drones. Yeah, and uh, so John Perry and and Thomas Rambo and that team. Um, I mean, that's got to feel really good. It does, right? It does. When you it's see nice. like businesses mm -hmm. like that that have come mm -hmm. out of, I mean, that's just incredible. Well, you know, it, those are great because they make a bigger splash and they're larger numbers of employees and so forth. Uh, but it's also really pretty cool. We've got just a lot of companies that they may still be relatively small and under the radar, but it's someone who came in and said, I wanna create this business opportunity for me and one partner. And you know, and their, their goal is, is, you know, is not to franchise it and turn it into you know, something that's nationwide, um, you know, because you know, in the United States, 85% of business is small business. So, uh, you know, and of course, small business is defined a little larger than what yeah. we call small business in Gainesville. Right. But the point's still the same, you know, that it's, it's the, the volume of activity, the, you know, that energizes the economy. So, you know, we're thrilled, you know, if we've got, you know, right now we've got about uh, 28 companies in seed and 32 in GTEC. Okay. So about 60 companies and half of them will never get larger than three or four people. Okay. But then the other half, you know, maybe, maybe larger games. Do you guys like weed them out at all? Like are there people, is there like an application process or yeah. is it? Yeah, the, you know, it's, it works really very nicely and very compassionately okay. because uh, two things that happen in that regard is when we meet with people who are sharing a business idea, a lot of times we'll give them homework. So they'll visit with us and then they'll go do a little more research and come back. And oftentimes that research illuminates a change in path for them um, or some, something they need to tweak. And sometimes it, it just shows that, you know, that what they're thinking of is probably not viable. You know, as an example, sometimes people will have an idea that has worked in much larger communities. 
you know, we visited with somebody one time that was interested in opening a, a cat cafe. And, um, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, I like cats, that'd be, you know. You know, and this is not a place where <laughs> you like bring. cats too. Yeah, you don't bring your cat to, to lunch. You go there and there's, there's cats that are lounging around the place. But so we had them go do a little research to the, you know, there's eight or nine or maybe 10 of those that exist in the country, but all of them exist in large markets. Because, you know, I mean, people may go to the cafe because they like the food in addition to the cats, but if it's about the cats, you probably have to have a larger market in order to sustain something like that. Yeah. Mm. How many would, I mean, do you guys like keep track of like the percentages of the successful ones that come out of there and? We do very loosely and, okay. and the challenge with that is is we, we don't want to define success for them. Right, sure. You know, we, we, uh, we had a guy that was in there who was working on a mobile app, but simultaneously very interested in Google. And he went to a conference with his app, met some people, connected up with folks at Google, and now he's, you know, he's been at Google now for five years. And that, in his book, him. was success. Sure. Yeah. So, um, sense. And again, some of our companies just you know, want to be smaller. So, you know, we do, and I, I don't have the numbers with me, but, but we do each year try and uh, add, you know, num uh, count up the numbers of jobs created and, and uh, business, you know, dollars changing hands and so forth. So, um, you know, so, and I think last, uh, last year we, we, in that year, I think we had 253 maybe jobs, so. And that's that's the big piece I think for Santa Fe colleges, is that this generates jobs for people because each of these people, many of them that start businesses, employ people, well, and they certainly employ themselves. So it's. Uh, and do the majority a, of them stay here, or are there yeah. big ones that have left? Yeah, most most of them have stayed here, um, you know, and that's that's for us that's a home run. You know, if we help somebody, exactly. and and even if the business leaves, that's still. A good thing, you know. But um, but if they stay here, that's a you know. In baseball analogy, you know, that's a double. And if they stay here and hire <laughs> some people, that's a triple. And if they stay here and yeah. hire a bunch of people, that's a home run. Right. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever follow up? You ever follow up with the business that once they leave and everything? Absolutely. And and in fact, um, what we do pretty frequently is we'll call on them, you know, to help us, you know, provide some advice and support for some of the newer companies. And I, and I tell folks, um, you know, it's a, it's an, maybe an analogy I should be careful using because I only have two kids. Mm -hmm. But when we opened the, the seed, we thought we could have four resident companies and eight associate companies. But when we got to that number, you know, we started adding some walls and creating a little more space in the building. And we figured out that it's kind of like families that have more than two kids, and I know your your family Noah has five yeah, kids, right? Yeah, yeah. we got and a lot. That the older kids help the younger kids, <laughs> right? So, do you? Know. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Well, not me, not I'm me just, personally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, just think, <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think Noah helps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just so you know, so we were you know, so now we have eight resident companies in the seed, and and eight uh, eighteen or twenty associate companies in the seed. So, uh, you know, we could, we could create more volume and the way we're able to do that is we have this team of resources who are professionals in the Gainesville community who will help our companies for free. 
and we have all of these individuals who have already been successful in their own startup that you know we we call somebody and they'll they'll say hey yeah I'll sit down with them and tell them a little bit about you know if you know they're going to get a fleet of vehicles here's something you know I can about. tell them what they need to think right, about right that's great um, do you are there people that have come in and you're just kind of like no you can just get that gut like that's not yeah <laughs> you know cuz i think you know and i've talked about this on previous episodes that there's a lot of people that just think entrepreneurship is really cool right now yeah and it's kind of, and i and i it's hate like a fad. i hate i know i, say, I was going to say that i was going to say that i'm glad you said it for me i was like i but i do i think that entrepreneurship in a way has become a little bit of a fad um and so I don't know like what the process is like in terms of that yeah. and like making sure that you guys aren't wasting your time or somebody comes in and you're like, uh, you yeah. know. Like, well, well I gotta think it's happened. I was about to say, that's why you, you have them do the research, right? Right, that's one, absolutely, that's so one that, of the that's pieces. that's the main, yeah. okay. Yeah, and, and, um, and you're right. You know, there's a lot of people who, who, number one, they don't understand that, you know, sometimes people come in and they wanna start their own business because they don't wanna work for somebody else. And that's a good enough reason. But what they don't understand is you're gonna work a lot more working for yourself than working for someone else. So it's not a path to less work. Um, and also, it does have kind it's a of- path to a lot more work. Lot more work. <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, um, and so that's a, that's a piece that they need to understand. And also, it's, it's, as you said, it's kind of a cool place to be in right now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people you know, just you know, wanna be around that vibe, you know? So, uh, so they'll want to start something, you know, just to be a part of the energy that's that's around that. So we do a couple things. One, um, if even if they want to join the program, we usually will help them for the first month, without even saying, "Hey, it's time for you to join and and start paying a you know the the small fee to be a part of the program." And and they like that because they're like, "Wow, these these folks are." you know, are good, they wanna help us and they don't want us to waste money. And that piece is absolutely true. But the other piece for me on that is we do give them this homework and we start interfacing with them and they find out quickly and we find out quickly whether whether they really wanna do something mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whether they just kinda of wanna talk about doing something. And um, and that way we don't end up taking their money when, all, when they really weren't gonna do something and they don't end up wasting money you know, and and sometimes we'll even connect them with someone else who you know, because that's what a lot some of the people need. They might have energy and 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 want to be a part of this, but their idea may not may not be a great idea. Sometimes we'll say sometimes the jockey is better than the horse, right? You know, and we'll try and help them find another horse. So that makes a lot of sense. We, in fact, we've got two or three people who have worked on more than one project. You know, one that we have in there right now that's that's kind of interesting is called Heart Healthy Spirits, and uh, and the entrepreneur that's one of the entrepreneurs that's uh, that's doing that did something totally different a couple years ago that didn't end up succeeding, but this Heart Healthy Spirits thing uh, is kind of cool. You know that you know grapes, the skin of grapes has a, a chemical in it called resveratrol, and it's heart healthy. Oh. So people who drink wine you know, have healthier hearts. You know, that's why all these people in, in Italy and in France that eat all this you rich food that, and drink wines. You heard that? <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't have as many heart attacks. So what these guys have done is they've taken and made a tincture 
of resveratrol, you know, so it's, you know, like a drops. And they, they put it in other things. Um, so for people who are not wine drinkers, beer is an example. It likes to dissolve in alcohol. So it's, it's very effective there. And they put it in other products, non-alcohol as well, and odorless, tasteless, and healthy. So it's kind of a cool idea. And that's, you know, that's Kim's second project through the, through yeah. the seed. I'm just thinking about wine and beer now. <laughs> That's funny. We've like talked about when we can start doing this podcast at night, so that way we can have like a glass of wine or something while we do the podcast. Because I'm like, oh, hey, it's healthy for the heart, man. Yeah, right. Like I want to do it. About to tell my so, parents. Tell me a little bit about this major pro- construction project you guys got mm-hmm. going on right now. Yeah, this is pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, we're very excited about it. You know, the community here in Gainesville is. Uh, is a really good one for people that want to, to to start a business because you know we've got a number of incubators and the incubators all work together very collaboratively uh, you know I remember when when the UF was getting ready to open the innovation hub someone came in my office and they said oh gosh that must be that must suck you know here you know the UF's opening this big old thing two blocks from you and I said, actually, it couldn't be better for us. Hmm. And that's really the way it works because more of m- more entrepreneurship causes more entrepreneurship. You know, it spins more things out, and and it's you know it's like uh, you know all restaurants. You know, there would be a row of restaurants or, or car dealerships. You know, the more of it that's going on, the more of it that it generates. And each of us does our own thing. You know, we may overlap in some areas, but there's a little different niche for who would be better served at, say, the Sid Martin, uh, or or at the Innovation Hub, or, or or I guess they call it Innovate UF now, right. uh, or for us. So, mm. so we um, uh, so we've grown, and we you know we haven't been able to accept another resident company in the seed for over a year now. Wow, and. Um, you know, and G Tech is has started to fill up. You know, out in in further east Gainesville. So, you know, we're going to build the college is going to build a new building right on the same site where the seed exists now. The building is going to have not only the incubator, but it's also going to house and be. It's going to be home for the college's IT academic unit and the business academic unit. So we'll get those students that are studying IT and studying business downtown, uh, you know, and they'll be able to connect better with, with um, apprenticeship and internship and, and job opportunities, and they'll be able to connect better with the, with the incubator. So the space within the new Blunt Hall that is the incubator will give us three times the capacity that we have now for, for serving startups. That's awesome. And we're we're a fair amount of the way through the funding. I think we have eighteen million dollars of of thirty two or thirty four million. And this we're hopeful that in this legislative session that that kicks off in another couple days now, that we'll get the rest of the funding we need, or at the very least, uh, oh, you know, so enough that allows us to break ground this summer. Yeah, this is gonna be a big place, huh? Because it yeah, yeah. says three stories. Three stories, yeah. 80, 86,000 total feet, I think 51,000 usable space. Dang. Where's the location of it? It's going to be University and 6th. So right where the Center for Innovation and Economic okay. Development is right now. On that northway, for, for long-time Gainesville residents, the old Gainesville gas building. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what do you think, 
what do you think the advantage is to starting a business here in Gainesville? Because this is the thing that just absolutely blown my mind mm -hmm. since I started. Mm -hmm. None of these resources were available mm -hmm. when I started. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so I started in 2004. I mean, I literally had to figure out everything mm -hmm. by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I have legit failed my way mm -hmm. to success yeah. in every sense of the word, like yeah. not knowing where to go and not knowing yeah. who to talk to, and right. not even knowing how to like go downtown and get like the business license. I mean, everything. Like, yeah. Literally failed my way to success. Well, it's it's good that you share that because those are the things that we really are focusing on. You know, trying to help folks not not don't waste one day, don't waste sixty dollars, don't waste five thousand dollars. You know, so um, I think the community here is good now um, because we do have more resources now. A ton. And it's crazy. Yeah, and and beyond that, and some of this may have been here before, but just not accessible to people. We've got a, a, an attitude in this community from the people who have already been successful that um, that they that they want to see other people succeed. So you know, I, I, I'm just always impressed and amazed when I reach out to someone and I ask them whether they'll spend time with somebody that's new. You know, as a, as an example, Randy Scott, who's had several very successful launches, including Nova Men, and you know, and and he's navigated the whole FDA process on on products that have to have FDA approval. And you know, when I call him and say, you know, hey, I've got somebody who's who's devising a product, but I think it's going to have to go through that. You know, can you spend a half an hour, an hour with him? You know, he says absolutely. You know, and in fact, I you know, I can't think of anybody who we've reached out to who hasn't been willing to give somebody a little bit of time. And you know, and these are folks who are running, you know, Axigen and AGTC and and you know and and big you know big uh, Exact Tech you know and yeah. uh, and Infotech and and Infinite Energy. You know, and in fact, Infinite Energy is a, an especially good example because Rich Blazer, you know, has has been incredibly supportive of a, a number, you know, including mentoring, you know, uh, younger entrepreneurs and newer entrepreneurs. So, so we have that in this community, and um, and you know, we're kind of a nice size here. We, you know, we're big enough to where people can get resources, um, and you know, but not so big that people just get lost in the you know, in the immensity of the place. And we're growing. We are growing. Exponentially. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> what, so on the other side of that, like, what do you, like, what are our restrictions? Mm -hmm. like, what's keeping us from getting to that next level as yeah. an entrepreneurial community? Yeah, well, uh, a couple things that are, uh, you know, one is, is in, in each of these is an, an improving area, but, but one of them is the availability of venture capital. You know, people who have started businesses in, in places that are more familiar with, with how to fund and, and, and support financially their startup, you know, there's a little easier path in places like, like Silicon Valley and Boston and, and Raleigh-Durham and so forth to get, you know, money. So sometimes what that has meant is, is some of our best, some of our good startups have ended up getting recruited away to other places, you know, Austin, Texas, you know, as an example, you know, um, Feather went there for a while and then right. and then has been back. So, um, so that's one of the challenges, um, uh, but one that that you know, the, each success that we have here moves us a step 
closer, you know, to being able to 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 do it more fully here. You know, and, and Augie with Trendy Entertainment was one of the first that got, you know, uh, a, an infusion of money that allowed him to stay here and, and be here where he wanted to be and do do what he wanted to do. So that that's one of the challenges. Um, Real quick on that note, mm-hmm. do you think that a lot of people uh, who are developing these businesses and they get to that point where they're like, okay, I need seed funding or they start, or maybe they're even like, oh, I just want to get out of Gainesville and go to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have found that there's this false perception of like the living side of things, mm-hmm. like the cost, right? Like the, the amount, like how much money it takes just to live in San Francisco oh, right, is like right. crazy, right? right yeah, <laughs> right. And yeah. I think some people just don't even understand that. And so, like, I, there's been times where we've talked about Gainesville being very much a like a bootstrap like right. place because because you can, you know build a company here and get by mm. it's like minimal living expenses right yeah and and so i don't know like that's just something that i've constantly has have seen is that everybody's like oh i want to i gotta go to california because i need the money i need like right. i need venture capital yeah but at the same time like the costs are so extravagant yeah, and, and i think sometimes even though there's is some legitimacy to to there being easier access in some instances to venture capital. There's also more competition for it. And the point you make, you know, is a good one that I think sometimes it's just what people have heard about places and they haven't really studied the, you know, the the full picture of it. Um, you know, we see a lot of, uh, but just because, uh, you know, young people, you know, particularly younger entrepreneurs, you know, they want to go, you know, and, and, and see the world and do something you know, different, you know, my, my kids grew up here in Gainesville and, and, you know, my daughter who graduates in May will, you know, will leave here, you know, because she wants to go and, and see some other places and so forth. And so I think, I think some of that is, is legitimate. And some of it is just the, you know, the reputation of, of Silicon Valley compared to the reputation of Gainesville. And, you know, Reputations take a little bit of time, you know, for, you know, for, uh, for them to adjust, you know, and, you know, whether that's somebody's personal reputation or whether it's a community's reputation. So even though we are a better place than people might know, it's going to take a little bit longer before people start defaulting to the idea of this is a, a great place to start a business. You know, people who are doing it know that. And people who are supporting those who are doing it know that, but the average person on the street doesn't necessarily hear or know that yet. Okay. Well, in the same lines, do you think that you know you're talking about young entrepreneurs? You're talking about, yes, like I understand. There's a there's a time where you need venture capital, right? Mm-hmm. But I also think that we're starting to create a default of I need venture capital. Right. Let right. me go give my business away. Yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah. get venture capital. I mean, are we are we as an entrepreneurial community starting to default to that? And is it a mindset that needs to change? Is the mindset like, hey, no, like why don't you go work your butt off right. and start making money right. and bringing in profit? Yeah, I, and I think <laughs> you I think you're business. right. On on most on most businesses, particularly services and lifestyles businesses, which is, you know, your niche, you know, you know, and, and the one that I work mostly with. I think that's absolutely true because most of the things that you can build are scalable. You can build it to this level, reinvest, build it to this level, reinvest. And you don't need to, you know, to sell, you know, half of your business 
you know, for, for some, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say small chunk of money, but for any amount of money. Right. In some instances where it's a very high tech type of a enterprise to where, to where the, you know, that valley of death between when you're starting and making money is too wide or too deep, you know, sometimes, you know, there are certain types of businesses that, that need that it. Need it. Right. Um, but just, for I, other people, it's an impatience thing. Yes. You know, and and I, you know, I'd love to see some st- statistics on people who, you know, after the fact, whether they're like, yeah, that was definitely a good idea, or yeah, that was okay because it got me to where I was going, but you know, I I lost a, a little bit of control of what I wanted to do and where I wanted to do it, and and I gave away half of my business to get there quicker. Right. Yeah, and I definitely understand it, especially on some of the tech side. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of urgency mm-hmm. getting first like first to market a lot mm-hmm. of times. Like so, so I definitely understand. It's just I I've noticed, you know, it's it's crazy. I talk about this all the time. You know, I'm mm-hmm. 19 years 19 years in Gainesville now. It just blows my mind. Um, and I've just noticed being very involved in that entrepreneurial scene that it just it just seems like that default is constantly like let me go let me go raise money let me like yeah. I need money I need money I need money and I so I'm just trying to I think there's a second piece in there too that <laughs> that um, it's a when somebody gets funded it's a validation mm. and I think I think sometimes that's a little bit in the background that people are like this you know this is a an obvious indicator that I'm on the right track and that I have a viable business because I, you know, I was able to- So is that more for ego then? (laughs) Like, like, oh, it makes me feel good. Like somebody, somebody thinks my idea is good enough to to give me some money. Yeah, I think that can be it. You know, I'm not saying that's a driving force with it, but I, but I think when people are weighing the pros and the cons, you know, that's one that's maybe in the, in the background a little bit. Definitely a motivator. Mm -hmm. You can give me some money to invest my new business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to earn money, dude. <laughs> I, um, all right, so you said there was there was two things. Mm-hmm. One was one was venture capital. Oh, oh, in terms the, of challenges. Yeah. Yeah, so the, what's the um, and the other thing is is a is a big double-edged sword in in Gainesville. You know, because those of us who have lived here a long time love and value that it's a you know it's a beautiful city there's lots of trees there's there's a, a very strong emphasis placed on on environment and and protecting the environment and um and managing growth in a way that we don't lose control of of the personality of Gainesville um so sometimes there that will create a dynamic to where there's uh to where people who are trying to launch businesses will feel like they're they've encountered resistance or or pushback or it's you know or it's hard to get something approved or you know those types of of things i i think it's i think that's another thing that has improved significantly mm-hmm. in the last few years but the reputation for that has lagged a little behind the reality of that and and it's there still are some tough obstacles um but again, you know, we all have that dynamic of weighing, okay, you know, how, how can we have our, our cake and eat it too in terms of encouraging business startup, uh, you know, without doing something that's detrimental to, you know, to, to 
in the environment or to traffic. You know, sometimes people will say, oh gosh, I don't even want to drive on Newberry Road at five o'clock or Archer mm -hmm. Road. And um, so, you know, we, I think we just have to continue to, to find the intelligent ways to navigate those things. You know, I hope that people understand that we have to be able to, to help businesses succeed for the economy, you know, because I mean, that's, you know, that's what solves a lot of the, the challenges and problems that every community has is, is successful business, businesses, you know, turns money around and, and generates opportunity for people and, and creates a tax base to pay for the things, you know, that, that we all share and need. So, so we can't succeed if business doesn't succeed. Yet, you know, we, we don't want success to mean that we're living in a place that we don't value because of its, of its beauty and its environment. So, so I think that navigating that dynamic, you know, I, I'll call it more navigating that than whether it's an, a specific impediment. Yeah, I definitely think you're 100% right. It's improving a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that I, like when I look at my, my time here as an entrepreneur in, the, in those early days, I mean, there's there's video of me somewhere like standing up in front of the city commission, like mm -hmm. really kind of ripping into them a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, for, I don't know what year that was, but it was a little bit further back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, because I, feel, I just felt like a lot of it was just common sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I think there, at least in those early days, there was a lot of like, nope, this is what the book says. Mm -hmm. This is what the piece of paper says. Mm -hmm. You don't qualify, right. blah, blah, blah. And, and so we, we hit that with our scooter dealership. I remember, you know, it was, they wanted us to be business automotive and be kind of out there on Main Street with all the car dealerships. Mm -hmm. And my mindset was very much like, look, I don't need a 10,000 square foot building and 500 parking spaces. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is our, like my scooter dealership is a retail mm -hmm. business. I was like, we need to be able to line up scooters inside of a building. Mm -hmm. I was like, they don't have fuel in them. Like yeah. there's, it's, you know, it's, it's a retail showroom. Yeah. We need to be retail. Mm -hmm. And there was so much pushback on that. In fact, like this place right here is grandfathered in as mm -hmm. business automotive. And it's the only reason why we're here. I mean, right. it was by God's good grace that we got mm -hmm. this location. Yeah. Um, so like <laughs> when I, but with all that said, it's definitely, it's definitely improving. And, and I've seen, I've seen a ton of progress along mm -hmm. the way, but I can definitely say like it, in those, earlier days, yeah. there were definitely times in my mind where I was like, you know what, like screw this. I'm gonna mm. take my business somewhere where I'm wanted. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think there is, you know, there's a just a fear that it's a slippery slope to something that people really don't want. You know, and um, you know, so there's, you know, I think historically there was an ad adherence to, to maybe some unnecessarily onerous regulation and um, you know, so uh, so that you know, so that was a that has has been a tough piece, and um, and once we can get a little bit of trust mutually between the business community and and the in environmentally focused community and 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 some urban planners that you know that you know I think what people fear is is kind of the strip mall type of an idea mm -hmm. and and a place with no trees and so forth, so. Each time that we have some development that happens that is successful, that is still a great place to be. You know that you know when we get finished with what CRA is doing along Sixth and and Second and so forth, and people see, 
this is a great place for business to thrive and it's walkable and there's trees and so forth, then I think people relax a little and, and cooperate with one another a little, a little more. But right now, there's still just a little bit of, well, we don't wanna lose control of this. And, and I always remind myself, we have people who live here and have lived here a long time who think this is paradise exactly as it is. You know, and, and um, so I try and respect that even though for me, I'm thinking, you know, we need some new types of businesses and new types of jobs and, you know, and, and as a parent, you know, I, I wanna be in a place where when my, when my kids graduate, they have opportunities to stay here and not go somewhere else. So, right. so you know, it is a bit of striking that balance and, and building the trust it takes in order for us to take some incremental steps towards, towards that. Do you find that some of the challenge or challenges come from these giant entities trying to pull together like a single vision? You know, like you have Santa Fe, you have the University of Florida, you got the city of Gainesville, the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. and and I and I love like I've seen some really mm-hmm. you know great meetings taking place, right. like ha- like half day meetings of right. these organizations coming together in one room, mm-hmm. and and like and I think most people, at least most a lot of the Gainesville business community knows that I sit on the board of directors for the Chamber of Commerce, and it's and it's a position that I'm happy to be in. Like I definitely want to be one of those mm-hmm. um, one of those leaders for this for this community. Um, and it seems like there's just sometimes a, a, a lot of, I mean, whether you want to call it red tape or just a lot of, you know, it just takes a lot of time to right. get everybody on the same page, yeah. heading the same direction. And I'm just kind of yeah. wondering, what can we do to speed it up? Yeah, well, <laughs> well that's definitely the million dollar question. And if, if we solve that here, you know, when we solve that here. Um, this would be the know, greatest we'll, podcast ever. And we'll take it on the road one, and yeah, to a lot of one, other communities. This one episode you know, solves the, all the problems. I think the challenge is this. A lot of, a lot of times the best ideas and, and, and things that, that we would strive to do um, come f- from people who are in more nimble types of positions, you know, which usually accompanies being smaller. You know, it's, you know, if it, you know, it's the difference between a battleship and an aircraft carrier, you know, so to speak. And um, so, so we get that dynamic to where we need the support and resources of the University of Florida, of Santa Fe College, of, of, of UF Health, you know, that, you know, uh, of the Alachua County School Board, because they have the ballast that it takes to navigate you know, the times of change and to get us to a point to where whatever we want to do that's new is sustainable from a financial standpoint. So we need them in the room and in the equation and and they include a lot of the big decision makers in the community. But, you know, we, we have to have that spark, that energy, that creativity, that nimbleness that smaller business people and and I don't want to make it an ageism thing, but often younger thinkers have. So, so that is, in fact, a tough dynamic. And then overlay that with the fact that each of those large entities has a, a specific vision and, and mission statement that, you know, so they're trying to stay in their lane to some degree. So sometimes when these ideas, if they get outside of their lane, particularly if it becomes a contentious type of a topic, they're, they're gonna get right back in their own lane. Yeah. You know, I remember maybe 10 or 15 years ago, I was a part of a little task force, 
and there was a guy that wanted to bring a minor league baseball team to Gainesville. And he was talking to us at Santa Fe College because they wanted to put $10 million into renovating that stadium and sharing it because the college baseball season and minor league baseball season only overlap two weeks. So we thought, wow, this is kind of cool. And minor league baseball is a great, you know, and it, and it doesn't compete with UF baseball. And it's what it competes with is going to the movies or roller skating or whatever. You know, it's a very family-oriented thing. Right. And we got a little bit of a way down the path, and, and it was feeling pretty good. And then we run, ran into some, some opposition, public opposition, because there was a piece of it that wanted to leverage some of the uh, bed tax you know, for when people come to, to Gainesville and stay in hotels, it generates some revenue that gets divvied up to, to support certain types of events. And as soon as it got a little bit contentious, you know, at Santa Fe College, we said, okay, never mind, you know, because, you know, we wanted to be a part of something that was, you know, we thought would be good for the community. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're a higher education institution, not a minor league baseball franchise so you know we didn't want to be in this contentious thing over something that's not in our core in our core mission hmm. it's interesting I have more questions but do you hmm. uh, <clears throat> well nothing about minor league baseball but, um, <laughs> no, but. I did I, I was looking at this I was hmm. actually so what do you say to somebody who who comes to you wants to start a business but their time management is off? So like mm -hmm. they're either too busy to do something or like how do you help them mm -hmm. through that? Yeah, um, I, we really do both. Bill Dorman and I really do try and get to know the entrepreneurs on a personal level, mm -hmm. and it's interesting because um, some of them spend more time with me and some spend more time with him, and some of it's geographic because his office is at G Tech and mine's at Seed, but some of it is just who they relate to or connect to more comfortably. And um, and so we try and have a, a good enough relationship with them that we can be candid with them about those types of things. Yeah. And um, and so we do that. And there's some exercises, you know, what, what'll happen a lot of times that's a similar thing is somebody will come in and they're stalled, they're stalled, they'll start telling me something they want to do that sounds like a good idea. And then they're already talking on three or four or five peripheral things, you know, that, and, and we, we try and validate the third, fourth, and fifth thing, but say you need to begin by getting really good at the first thing, right? Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. because you spread yourself too thin and none of it's gonna succeed. Oh, and the man. analogy I use for them is, it, 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 and this is an analogy even, you know, the, sometimes they'll have a little bit of success and now they wanna sponsor, you know, a little league baseball team or something, mm -hmm. which, which I think is a good idea. But I tell them, you know, it's kinda like when you're in an airplane and they say, if the oxygen mask drops, first you put it on yourself, Mm -hmm. And then you help others because you can help others a lot better if you've, uh, you know, established yourself comfortably and right. solidly. You know, if you start too early spreading yourself thin, either financially or in focus, as as you alluded to, um, then your odds of, of long-term success are. And, and we have some people that we have to, uh, some of them get that immediately. And um, so we'll have them write a list of you know, of the core things that they need to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And they can write another list that's these peripheral things, 
but I'll make them put that second list on a second piece of paper. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't even really want them looking at that until they've completely conquered the first list. And, and sometimes we'll remind them, you know, you know, we'll say, okay, that's interesting, but what does that have to do with, with your first list? Right. And they're like, well, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and you know, they, they get it eventually because they start seeing, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the progress that they make. But it's a very, nat- very, very frequent and natural dynamic for people who are entrepreneurially focused and innovators because they are constantly, their mind is constantly bombarded with ideas. And, and how, how to put some of those in the parking lot yeah. and drive some of them uh, is, is a skill they have to develop. Don't want to become a jack of all trades, but a master at none. Exactly. That's what, exactly. That's what my, me and my dad was having this conversation mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he he was, you know, I mean, he pretty much said what you said: not spreading mm-hmm. yourself too thin, because then your performance level and something you're actually good at goes down because you want to, yeah, do multiple things. Oh, but yeah, yeah, and we're experiencing this with our new media company right now because we're because we're putting on we're bringing on new clients. And then we have like an account manager who's right. responsible for so for a certain amount of clients. Well, then what happened? You know, if that person's responsible for five clients, and you bring on a six and a seventh. You know, mm-hmm. here I am, I'm out selling, but I don't want like the the production level, the quality of work to suffer mm-hmm. because one person starts to get a little overloaded. So it's definitely like figuring out that balance. Yeah. Now, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, like I'm definitely one of these guys that's all over the place. Right. <laughs> I'm like scooter shop, media company, podcast. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, how many more things can I do? You want me to invest in your company? Cool, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, I'm like, like let's like let's look at all this stuff. So, um, so the things that I encourage people because sometimes you are ready to do, you know. Um, I just think I've become a very good team builder. Like I, like I wouldn't be able to do it without the New Scooters for Less team, for example. Yeah. I'm not in the day-to-day over right. here at New Scooters for Less. Yeah. And, and my, my and team is rock solid because I've spent you know, years and years and years building a great team with right. a great culture. That's the only reason I can actually take time away from New Scooters right. for Less and invest it somewhere else. And that's Otherwise, the, and that's, I couldn't do and it. And that's the key. And, and Chris Marhefka and I were talking the other day about because he's into a couple things. Yep. And the gym, he said, runs. Self-sustains. Yep. And so there's that. Make it, a, making sure that, that if it's something you're not gonna pay everyday attention to, that there is someone who you have great confidence in that is going to, right. that, that, or a team that's, that's solid in that, and that you do a little more frequent evaluations of you know, whatever metric you're measuring, whether it's mm-hmm. scooter sales or, mm-hmm. or you know, that, that, you are, that you don't fall asleep, at, not at the wheel, you don't fall asleep in the backseat of the car, you know, so. <laughs> Um, so those are, and you and Bill Dorman are like really coaching those kind of things up as well. We are, yeah, we are, yeah. And you know, and we get it. It's it is interesting in that we get some folks that come in and and they avail themselves more of the affordable space and the use of the meeting rooms and and that's where they and need our the photocopy equipment and and they've got a pretty clear picture in their own mind of what they want to do. And then we have other folks who who really need the guidance. Yeah, and and you know, some that will come in even, you know, uh, I try and make, manage my day in a way that that someone in my building if they step into the doorway and stick their head in, if, even if I'm doing something, I can say, "Hey, come back in 15 minutes." Because a lot of times they'll have really a a, a very easy n- not easy in terms of 
you know, that it's something they should have figured out themselves, but something we've handled a bunch of times and they can ask me and get an answer in 10 minutes and move on. So we try to make sure that we're informally available and, and, uh, and we've got some folks that, that we speak to virtually on a daily basis and some that I might not see them for two weeks. Yeah. You know, that's cool. It's super interesting, but I'm like super grateful that it's there and that you guys are putting in that time and effort because you're absolutely right. Like one, like the entrepreneur community around here is just incredible. And anything that we can do to continue to fuel that is mm-hmm. like heading in the right direction in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just absolutely love it. Uh, As a college student, I can say mm-hmm. very thankful for what you, <laughs> and, what you and your partners are doing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, where can people find out more information? Mm-hmm. Like if they want to get involved or if I if they have an idea for a business, like yeah. where do they need to go? What do they need to do? Well, um, they can, if they want to, with us, they can begin at the Santa Fe College website. So, you know, uh, sfcollege.edu forward slash incubators. And that would take them to a page that would tell them a little bit about what we do at the SEED, which is the Center for Innovation and Economic Development at GTEC which has a little more of a light manufacturing and technology bent and is also physically located in East Gainesville, which is important to us, and our IPDC, which is our Innovative Product Development Center. Hmm. Um, So uh, if they go there, they'll have a a number of email addresses to to connect with us, walk in the front door, you know. um, And really, if they go in any of the incubators, they're gonna end up in the right place. If they if they walk into our place and and they're going to be better served at at uh, Innovate UF, we'll we'll chat with them for fifteen or twenty minutes and we'll send them over there. So, cool. so and you know nowadays, um, boy, if you've got a laptop and and just put in the word Gainesville entrepreneurship and <laughs> scroll a little it. bit, you'll let, you'll right. find it. In this community, the good news is. If you step in at almost any spot, you'll get introduced to the right people that you need to. Yeah, when uh, it, once this project gets funded, like when's the building and stuff start? So, so and if, are you guys gonna have like a temporary location? Yeah, like we're, during all that. Yeah, you know we're, that, yeah, we're working on that right now. Okay. You know what? We don't want to get the the cart before the horse on this. Sure. Um, it best case, we would be demolishing our building maybe late this summer, and we would spend, you know a year or 16 months not in our building. Uh, you know, some of our incubating companies would squeeze into, uh, move into GTEC. Um, you know, we're, we're working with the CRA right now on some options and we, we have good partnerships with our, with Career Source, who's a regional workforce board. So we'll have some opportunities for space that will be near where we are. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, we just haven't firmed it up yet because if we, you know, if we don't get the funding we need, then it's still another year down the road, so I don't really want to yeah. rattle too many people's cages without. How much um, money do you need? We'll raise it right here on this podcast. <laughs> right now. Yeah, well, we need uh, about fourteen million uh, more. Hey so. guys, we need fourteen million dollars. Yeah. Fork it up. Let's go. <laughs> well, cool, uh, Doug. What do you see Gainesville in ten years? Mm-hmm. Just as a community, what do you like? What does Gainesville look like in ten years? I, I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be a a more walkable and interesting. Uh, downtown, I think the the space between the University of Florida and downtown will be, you know, a really 
cool space where people want to want to mm-hmm. be. You know, kind of like what you'll you see in Greenville, South Carolina has an area like that. Columbus, Ohio has an area mm-hmm. like that near the, near their campus. So I think that's going to happen. Um, I think there's going to be uh, more technology-related companies like in, like advanced manufacturing types of companies that will be arriving here. Um, you know, and to that end, we're launching at Santa Fe College a new academic curriculum associated with advanced manufacturing. So the people that use AutoCAD and the and the um, uh, the machine cutting of of parts and equipment and 3D printing and and that type of stuff, you know, can can situate itself here more quickly and more readily. Um, we like that because it's clean technology, it's high tech type of and it and it generates jobs, you know, that make you know between forty and seventy five thousand dollars a year. A lot more jobs in that niche. One of our challenges here in Gainesville is there's a lot of people who earn on the high end, and there's a lot of people who who are underemployed, you know, because you know they're they're you know we don't have as many of those mid range and technical jobs to round out the economy here. So so we think getting more of the type of businesses that have those types of jobs is good. And so advanced manufacturing is is one of those areas and more biotech. Cool. Hmm. I'm excited, man. Yeah. Lots of good things coming in the in the future. Love it. How old are you gonna be in 10 years? 30, <laughs> one. <laughs> you don't know how old you are right now. <laughs> uh, we're not gonna cut that for you, I'm sorry. Please, that's that's staying it. Please, please cut it. So, well, Doug, thanks so much for being here, man. I really appreciate your time coming in this morning. Noah, you too, my man. Appreciate it. Um, I did mess up at the beginning of this episode because I forgot to thank our first sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had a sponsor before. I don't even know what to do. Um, But no, I mean, well, of course, these guys know I'm gonna give them so much love for being our first sponsor, but like I want to make sure that, that one, we let everybody know what's going on, right? So RapSpot is our first sponsor and and we're giving away a vehicle wrap. Did I tell you this? Yeah. Like we're giving away a vehicle wrap to a, a business in Gainesville. Specifically, like, like, well, one, I'll say, if you haven't checked out Rap Spot, like, check them out because these guys do incredible things with these wraps. And and I think any business person who has had a wrap on their vehicle can vouch for it. Like, it's funny, like uh, Elio. Uh, who does all the drumming yeah, and stuff? Yeah, you know, yeah. he's got his vehicles wrapped, and he's like, "Oh, dude!" Like everybody's like pointing at you. <laughs> like it just brings some some excitement, and and uh, just make definitely makes you stand out on the road. So like one of the things that I was like, "Dude, like let's do this. Let's give away a wrap." Um, so we're not monetarily benefiting on the podcast. That's like, that was the thing that I wanted to make sure that we did not do in these early stages. I want this to benefit somebody in Gainesville. So I'm like, let's give away a wrap. So this is what you got to do to win this wrap from Rap Spot. Um, so Garrick, thank you so much. Taylor, thank you so much. Rap Spot crew, thank you so much. Um, everybody else, what you need to do is go to whoagnv.com, click giveaway. So we're gonna have a link that says giveaway, fill out the form and then boom, you are entered to win, baby. That's it. Um, and then you can share with your friends, right? So tell your friends that they can go, like even if they don't have a business, tell your friends to go enter because if they win, then they can give it to your business. And I mean, this is gonna be a wrap that's gonna benefit somebody here in town and it's 2,500 bucks value, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. $2,500, those wraps are not the cheapest thing. But, but I can tell you this, 
even at $2,500, it's one of the best investments that you can make for your business from a marketing standpoint um, because it just makes you stand out on the road. I can tell you when people see our new scooter Celeste truck go by, they're like, they're like, oh, dude, I get pictures of it is what happens. People take like pictures of the vehicle yeah. and they text it to you. Like, yeah, I know what it looks like. <laughs> what? I've seen it before. I've seen it before. I made it. So anyway, Rap Spot, thank you so much for sponsoring this podcast. Um, and Gainesville, like, go get entered to win a rap because that's going to be a fun thing to give away. And there's going to be a lot more coming with that in the next few weeks here. So that's it everybody thank you so much for listening to this podcast this is the WHOA GNV podcast the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa 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 (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you later bye